You're listening to the Agent Survival Guide Podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, when it comes to client retention, a strong connection and sense of trust can be the deciding factor for clients when choosing an insurance agent. You may have a similar level of experience and a variety of products in your portfolio. So why should a client choose you over the other guy? Your excellent customer service and personal connection. Improve your customer service with this soft skill. Negotiation, written by Tina Lamaru. You might not be familiar with the term soft skills. You're probably more familiar with people skills or emotional intelligence. These terms are used for skills that relate to handling people and relationships cordially. Why soft skills are important. As I mentioned, soft skills can really set you apart from other professionals in your field. Another agent might have a versatile portfolio and a great sales pitch, but they might lack soft skills like active listening and patience. We're highlighting and breaking down soft skills to expand your customer service skills. Improving your soft skills won't only help with clients, It will help improve your rapport with colleagues, community members, and family and friends. Here's some examples of soft skills. Customer service and many of the facets that come with it are considered soft skills, like empathy, active listening, verbal and written communication skills, adaptability, negotiation, patience, I could be here all day listing these off. Today, we're focusing on negotiation as a soft skill. When you hear the word negotiation, you might think of a top CEO negotiating a business deal or a candidate negotiating a starting salary with a new company. Those are situations when that soft skill does come in handy, but you can use negotiation on a smaller scale in your everyday life. You can use negotiation skills for splitting up household chores with your partner or kids. Something like, I can unload the dishwasher before I go to work in the morning, and you can unload it when you get home in the evening. That way there's no argument of whose turn it is to do the dishes. That's a good example of give and take. You can also negotiate products and other services with clients and so on. Negotiation, at least from my perspective, has a negative connotation to it. What comes in mind is a seedy businessman trying to negotiate a dishonest deal purely for his own gain with no benefits to the other party. In this scenario, the businessman does not reveal all of the vital details of the deal and is not willing to compromise to the other party's needs. That does happen, but like many things, negotiation is not inherently good or bad. It's how you use it. 
Negotiation at its core is defined as a strategic discussion aimed at resolving an issue or reaching an agreement that both parties find acceptable. It may seem straightforward on the outside, but negotiation has many steps to it. Let's take a look at four major steps. Number one, preparation. Gather information about the other party and prepare your goal and approach. Number two, open discussion and trust. It's vital to establish open and honest communication with the other party. Explain the goals of the negotiation. Answering questions the other party has will help them understand and make a confident, informed decision. Number three, negotiation slash bargaining. The way this looks will depend on the situation and how flexible you and the other party can be with the terms of the goal. It may take multiple meetings for the negotiation to conclude. Don't be discouraged if it's not resolved by the first meeting. Use that time between meetings to gather more information and strengthen trust. Later, we'll take a closer look at this in the scenario of a sales appointment. Number four, agreement and next steps. Once you've mutually reached a decision, it's important to implement the follow-up steps. When will the deal be official? Are there extra steps or meetings that need to be set up? Taking action to follow up will show how valuable this offer slash deal is to you. Once again, strengthening trust between the parties. Now, let's say you already gathered a scope of appointment. Before your scheduled meeting, learn as much about the client or potential client's needs and lifestyle. If this is your first appointment with them, this part may happen at the beginning of your initial meeting, and that's okay. You should go into every appointment with a strategy, and part of that strategy should include negotiation. After all, your goal is to find coverage that fits the needs of that individual and make a sale. Negotiating well requires that you actively listen to and understand the wants and needs of the other party. But before that happens, you need to be confident in what you're negotiating and build rapport and trust with the other person. Let's take a closer look at building rapport and trust. Establish a warm and open communication when you first meet a potential client. First impressions go a long way, and if you are genuine in your actions and intentions, it will help build trust, and if everything aligns, eventually it will lead to a sale. People want their shopping experiences to feel personal. In research done by Epsilon, it's indicated that 80% of consumers are more likely to make a purchase when brands offer more personalized experiences. When meeting in person, you can do this with verbal and nonverbal behaviors. Making eye contact, nodding your head when they speak, a firm handshake, small talk, and of course, asking them questions. Adding these personal cues to in-person interaction is easy, 
but when it comes to email or phone calls, it's a little more complicated. If you're writing an email to someone or calling them on the phone, building rapport is just as vital as it would be in person. In the email, don't be afraid to throw an emoji in there every once in a while. Don't go too crazy, keep it professional, but a smiley face at the beginning or end of a message can make it seem more personal. Or starting the email or text with some small talk, like how that person is, or asking what fun things they might have planned for the weekend. Try to remember details about them so you can ask follow-up questions the next time you see them. How's your dog? How did your grandson's soccer game go? If you have trouble remembering small details like this, you can write them down in a notebook so you can reference it. Don't pull out the notebook and read it in front of them. If you know you're going to message or meet up with that person, reference the notebook beforehand. I know with the Ritter marketing team, our big thing is our pets. We even have a group chat dedicated to sharing pictures of our pets. It helps spark conversations between team members and gives us an opportunity to share more about our lives. You don't have to share pictures of your pet, or you can. I won't stop you. But you can find other common interests with the person you're communicating with and build up that trust. Once you establish connection and start to build trust, it's time to start learning the potential client's needs and lifestyle. Be genuine when asking about your client's wants and needs for health coverage. A lot of the information you need can come out through small talk. For example, do you like to travel? If so, where and how often? Depending on the answer, this client may benefit more from certain plans. Remember, it's not an interrogation, it's a conversation. Once you've gathered all of the information you need, it's time to select some plans that you think would be a good fit. This is where the Multiple Equivalent Simulation Offers, MESO for short, comes in. MESO is when you make multiple offers with several variables. This strategy fits perfectly into a sales appointment because not all coverage is one size fits all. A client may benefit from multiple different plans in different ways. If you only present them with one option, that has a hard yes or no answer. The client may feel trapped or pressured to make the correct decision when there are actually multiple choices that would benefit them. Using the MESO strategy is more likely to get you the result you want, a sale. But stick with me here. By presenting the client with multiple plan options, it gives the client the autonomy of choice. It's important to explain why these options are a good fit. Inform your client so they can be confident in making an educated choice. Maybe your client is giving some pushback because they heard about a plan that their buddy Joe has and it works great for him. As an expert in your field, you know there are plans that are a better fit. That's where the trust from earlier comes into play. 
by being open and laying out all the information your client needs to make an educated choice, you appear more trustworthy in their eyes. There's no hidden agenda. They should know your goal is to find them coverage that works for them. Tying it all together, let's recap the basic steps of negotiation. Preparation, open and transparent discussion, negotiation slash bargaining, agreement and next steps. Once you present the client with a few coverage options that fit their lifestyle, not too many to overwhelm them, then the ball is in their court. If they want some time to stew over the decision, be sure to schedule a follow-up appointment or call. You don't want the client to leave without setting up a time to touch base again. Negotiation plays a huge role in your job as an insurance agent. While it ultimately is the client's decision, it's your job to guide and present them with the vital information they need to make an informed decision. Negotiation isn't about who is the loudest in the room. It's about finding a solution that both parties agree on and benefit from. You're not alone when it comes to your preparation and sales strategy. Here at Ritter Insurance Marketing, our staff is always ready to help. We also offer many other resources to agents, like free ebooks and guides, this podcast and the Ritter blog, and our educational web series, Night School. You can contact us by emailing us at asgpodcast at ridderim.com or by leaving a message at 1717-562-7211. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next episode. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Tina Lamaru. Script editing by Sarah Rupel. Podcast designed by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. <laughs>